all of us have quirks and ticks that's going to get on each other's nerves eventually. Well, when you get to know a person at his core, when you've walked a mile in his shoes, so to speak, we get more empathetic. Uh, we, we, we understand why that a coach acts like he does or speaks like he does or what drives him. And, and it just helps you be a better leader. Welcome to the Never Stop Getting Better podcast powered by Guardian Caps. Guardian Caps are a one-size-fits-all helmet cover that help reduce impact for your players during practice. Coach Perry is a huge proponent of Guardian Caps after using them at Pearl High School, and it was one of the first football items he purchased when taking the job at Nick. Caps are mandated by the NFL for O-line, D-line, linebackers, tight ends, and running backs, and utilized by over 270 colleges, over 3,000 high schools, and over 600 youth programs across the country. As helmets become more and more expensive, the Guardian Caps also do a great job of protecting your helmet investment. See the link in our show notes for more information on Guardian Caps. In each episode, John takes you on a journey of growth, learning, and endless improvement. Whether you're an athlete, coach, or someone simply just striving to get better, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, John Perry. Welcome to the show today. I've got a I've got a guest today that you're going to absolutely love. It's one coach, John Snelson. He's the head football coach and director of athletics at Dickinson High School in Texas. Um, He's been coaching for 29 years, 19 years as a head coach, and 11 at Dickinson High School. He's the winningest coach in the history of Dickinson High School. Been in the playoffs 10 years in a row, and I could list a ton of coaching honors but the next one i think will sum up all the honors and that was he was just recently in the last couple of weeks elected as the president of the texas high school coaches association which has a membership of 26,151 which makes it the largest organization of its kind in the world Man, welcome to the show, and thank you for taking a few minutes to uh, hang out today. You bet, brother. Man, I appreciate you having me. Oh, man, what a blessing. Now, this is my first question before we get into some really good stuff. How does one become the president (laughs) of the largest coaching association in the world? Well, uh, the Texas High School Coaches Association uh, has a – board of directors and and so it breaks the state up into eight regions and every year there's a there's a director going out and a director coming in there's five directors for each region and um they meet they have a december board meeting and then they have a spring board meeting and in the spring board meeting uh those board of directors uh, vote for three guys from their region to put up on the on a board. And so what, three times eight, there's 24 names. Sure. And the directors vote for three guys that they think would do a good job as the president of the association. And, uh, the top three vote getters are the three 
finalist. And so we we just had our coaching convention Sunday, July 16th through Tuesday, July 18th. And uh, the last thing that we do is there's a general meeting and, and we'll have a, a guest speaker that always brings a really good message. This year was the the admiral that you know the guy that kind of went viral for the make your bed speech for yeah, the University yeah, of Texas. Yeah. yeah. That guy that guy came and talked. It was a wow. just an outstanding message about leadership and service. And then uh the coaches who were at the convention, uh we set a record there were sixteen thousand and change coaches there. Wow. Only, only, only eighteen coaches though were dedicated enough to come to the last general meeting, and uh, they just they they called us up there and we left the room and the 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 nine coaches voted. Man, just just humble just to be nominated. Never really thought that you would ever get an honor like that, get to serve in a position like that. But uh, yeah, man, that, well, that's cool. I'm gonna tell you what having spent 26 years in the state of Mississippi and knowing a little bit about the way coaches associations work. The one thing that I know for a fact is that you have been influential and you have volunteered your time to be a part of that organization and to help out, or you don't ever get that consideration, you know, like that's not a, that's not a, that's not a title that you just fall into. Like there's been a, there's been a little bit of heart and soul went into being able to even be in the three to be considered, you know what I'm saying? So such an honor. And, you know, I was talking to Randy Jackson yesterday and, you know, Randy loves you. I mean, he, you know, speaks very highly of you and, you know, we grown people don't like, you know, when we go to a convention, we don't really want to stay with other guys. You know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, we want to snore in our own room by ourselves so there's nobody complaining but you know you let randy stay with you and yesterday we're talking about when you were in your room and you had you know been named the president and he said he sat there and just watched your phone ding and ring off the hook with people calling to congratulate you and tell you how proud you know, they were of you. And he was just absolutely amazed. He said, it's one of the best things that he's ever witnessed in his life. And, you know, that's that, I think that's saying a lot, you know, that you have so many people in your life that, you know, reach out, not that you, you know, want that, but that's just, you know, that's the way you are. That's the type of person you are. That's how giving you've been, you know, what about that? What about all the people that reached out to you? How did that make you feel? Uh, Coach, you know, man, we, you get into coaching because you're not playing anymore and you still want to compete. And we've been on a team for so long. We don't, we don't know what it's going to be like to not, not be on a team. Sure. And none of us got into it for pats on the back and all that kind of stuff. But it sure does make you feel good whenever people do that. And, sure. uh, you know, man, just like you said, the the president of the Texas High School Coach Association isn't isn't the guy that has won seven straight state championships. Sure. It's it's the guy that 
the coaches who were dedicated enough to stay and vote felt comfortable with the guy, his character, his willing to serve, whatever. Um, man, just <laughs> you know, man, it chokes me up. Sure. To be honest, uh, just humbled and honored to get that deal, but just uh, you know, man, when you win a big game and you're on the bus ride home, and you and you your people are texting you, hey, great job, whatever. It was the same thing, man. Sure. And, and uh, just, uh, you know, maybe maybe the, the, the one that got me the most was the night before. Um, I got the head coaching job at Target in at 27. And I don't know about you, but 27 years old for me was the age that I thought I knew everything. And on the daily got – showed and proved that I didn't know nothing. Sure. Well, my first quarterback, our first quarterback, who just happened to, to be my first quarterback, um, I just built a really good relationship with him. He's coached with us at a couple of different places. He's he is my he is my guy. You know, you've got a couple guys, but you got a guy sure. that is my guy. And mm, he uh he texted me and said, Coach, I can't wait for tomorrow to come so I can vote for my coach. Wow. You know, he's forty-five year old man, he's got a family and he's coached for a while, but just exactly like all of us, you know, he still calls me my his coach, man. Sure. That uh you know, all of us, all of us ain't want to win. And, and, you know, we would be lying if, if, if secretly we didn't want to stack up some trophies and, and sure. some things to add to our signature line. But whenever things like that happen to you, man, you know, it, 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 it uh, helps you ain't get up in the morning. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, you know, and I can, you know, I can and hear you know the passion in your voice and you know and this is for for the folks that are listening you know this is a guy that you know this this, this is a tough football coach this is a dude that you know I mean this is a, a an old school football coach that likes to you know coach them hard team plays hard but you know I think one of the traits that I've come to appreciate tremendously is you know I don't think anybody doubts you know a huge heart and passionate for other folks and you know social media gets a lot of uh negative praise the flip side of social media and technology is the fact that you and I are friends you know like that brought us together was being in a mastermind group being in a fast and wide group you know having that technology that we could do that you know we developed a friendship and then when you come to Missouri because you played at Southwest Baptist and when you come to Missouri to see a college teammate, you know, you get to drive down to Nixon. We get to spend a couple of hours together and none of that happens without social media. So social Great. media and technology when used for the good, you know, is absolutely awesome. Okay. The next thing we're going to go to, if you're listening, this will be one of the best things that we've done on this 
podcast uh, this year. It may be one of the best things that you could do with your team right now, you know, and it's something that, you know, I'm going to start because I haven't been doing it, but I saw this presentation that, that coach did a while back. And I don't care if you're a football coach, if you're a banker, if you're a business person, two things that I have become convinced of that make an organization successful. Probably two of the most important is number one relationships and number two communication without either one. And they don't happen independently to have a relationship. You must communicate to communicate. You need to build a relationship, but those two things are extremely important in putting a team together, no matter what the team is, football, baseball, banking, business, um, I don't care what it is, you know, if the team is closer and the team has relationships and the team can communicate with each other, there's going to be a better product put out into the world. I promise you this. So, you know, coach Nelson has this deal and I, I, I don't know if he knew I was going to do this or not, because he's going to actually be the Guinea pig. I'm going to be coach Nelson and coach Nelson's going to be me. We're going to play a little role uh, reversal right here. And we're going to do a little, uh, unity sharing, a little coaches round table. This is the first thing, you know, coach Nelson and his coaches do before fall camp starts. And, you know, then his coaches are going to do this with their position groups as they, you know, find time together and stuff like that. They ask four questions to start off. Now, if any point in time, Coach Nelson, I jack up being you, and I don't be you right. I want you to, you know, I want you to, to change, okay? Help me out. But the first question that they ask or Coach Nelson ask of his group, and he's always – Coach Nelson always goes first. He asks the question, and then he's the one that answers the first one. And then they'll start going around. The coach or the leader has to set the, to set the tone, set the pace. So the first question, Coach Nelson, that you would ask yourself would be, who was your first girlfriend or what was the name of your first pet? And they better not be the same. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that right? They can't be the same name. <laughs> Can, but man, that'd be tough. So, but that, 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 that is what I always say because some coaches, some people in your, your organization is going to be fired up to do some unity sharing. And some folks are arms are gonna be crossed. They're gonna be sitting back. They ain't down for that. That man, come <laughs> on, what are we doing? I signed up for X's and O's, blocking yep. attack. You know what are we going dance around a campfire too. You know, <laughs> but so just the first question is just an easy something just to break the ice. So I always share that just like you did, so that they'll laugh a little bit for me and this this also gets them and it's a hundred percent true susan thornton coach fourth grade she had red hair mm. she lived in a trailer park right next to our elementary school and she broke up with me because i wouldn't french kiss her i didn't know what a french kiss was <laughs> and couldn't google it that's right that's right so after after I say and it better it it uh, better not be the same person and then I tell that funny story 
everybody just kind of relaxes a little sure. bit. Sure. Well, I'm going to tell you what. She don't know what she missed out on, does she? Come you know, on. Like, That's what I'm talking about. Somebody needs to send her this podcast because, <laughs> holy cow. You know, now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I was in the French kissing game in the fourth grade. That's a little bit above my head, you know, to be honest with you. And the Absolutely. fact that I couldn't YouTube, it would put me well behind the game. But I, I'll add to, you know, this thought with the unity sharing. We males are going to struggle more so than we females. My wife right now went out to California to spend three or four days with a college friend that she has not seen in over 18 years. And I will guarantee you they are unity sharing as we speak in their love life. We dudes don't really do that, man. Like we are taught from a very young age that be tough, you know, don't cry. Don't, you know, don't share your feelings. Don't like, that's the household I was raised in. And that's not a knock. That's just the way we were raised. But that is not the way you build relationships. You know, like that is not the way you build something that can overcome adversity and, you know, feel and care for each other. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. All right. Question number two, you know, when we go around the room, everybody's going to get to talk about their first girlfriend or pet. Hopefully it's not the same person. Then question number two, what was one, outstanding characteristic of the best team you ever played on not coached on played on and then i know you know me being the one leading the room or you being the one leading the room as we go around the room you know i'm actually going to jot down and write down the characteristics that everybody names you know and then that gives us something at the end of the question right it gives us something to talk about so what was one outstanding characteristic of the best team you ever played on? The best team I ever played on was my junior year of high school. It was our baseball team. Um, we had a great baseball coach, played in a really good program, and we had one great player. His name was Bruce Aguilar. He actually went to Baylor and beat Texas at Texas as a freshman the first time Baylor had ever beaten Texas at Texas. Wow. He was a real player. And then all of us other guys, we we just knew what our role was. We were just solid. Our coach coached us up to do our job very well. The most outstanding characteristic of that team, we were unselfish. Nobody cared who got the credit. We just wanted to win. Our coach could change up the batting order. He could change up what we played. And there was no bickering. There was no backbiting. There wasn't any locker room lawyering. Um, we just wanted to win. So I would say unselfishness. Okay. Now think about this. I know we go around the room. Everybody talks about that. And then at the end we rehash. Okay. So like, as you were talking, I was taking notes. The number one characteristic was the team was unselfish but I also wrote down they had a great coach because it matters, you know, like that's a characteristic. Um, had one sure enough player. I think that's important, right? I mean, a lot of great teams do have a great Absolutely. player. And everybody on the team knew their role, okay? So we're sitting here with four characteristics. I know we asked for one, but we really got four of the best team you ever played on. And when we go around the room, you know, I probably have – 
gosh, I don't know, 12 or 13 coaches. I think you said you have 18 maybe uh, coaches. You're going to have a lot of characteristics, and those are the characteristics of the best team they ever played on, and it's going to be something that we can build on with our own team or in our own organization. So that is, you know, I mean, the questions, and I think you did this on purpose, they go from very light to a little heavier as we go. That's a little more, you know, thought-provoking question, which leads us into question three. Question three is going to, you know, allow folks sometimes to, you know, be honest, humble, you know, and, and see a different side of a grown man. Question number three is, who's the most influential person in your life and why? Absolutely. Coach, I also want to add, as a head coach or as a leader of your organization, um, it helps you get to know the inner workings of your coach. So it helps you get to know how to lead them better. And this is something else. All of us have quirks and ticks that's going to get on each other's nerves eventually. Well, when you get to know a person at his core, when you've walked a mile in his shoes, so to speak, we get more empathetic. Uh, we, we, we understand why that a coach acts like he does or speaks like he does or what drives him and and it just helps you be a better leader um and and just exactly like you said when guys get together we don't talk about our problems uh we don't talk about the things that hurt us or things sure. that are hurting us that we're going through we talk about barbecue we talk about the astros we talk about whatever but we don't get down to the brass tacks like like our name women do, you know, and, and uh, sooner or later, there's going to be a time in the season in the year where we're going to have to circle those dang wagons because we're going to have an issue. And the closer we can be, the more, more empathetic that we can be with each other. Um, it just helps. And just, just like you said, people who were listening to this probably would not, think think this but i'm an old fullback at heart i'm a grinder i am i i coach hard uh i i i drive our coaches staff hard too sure. uh, you know i'm just an old school dude and it's important for them what my mother is the most influential person in my life and i cannot tear up or get choked up when i talk about my mom and it's important for them to see that I've got an empathetic or a sympathetic side too. Um, one of my many issues is that I'm mission is if I don't focus on enjoying this process, smelling the roses, I just get mission driven. Sure. And, and, and so it's good for them to see the uh, the other side of me. Plus, it's good for me. I, it's just interesting to hear why some of these men think that this it's the best team that they ever played on. And and so anyway, mine is my mother, coach. Uh, my mother was a forty two year educator, a thirty five year coach. I knew I wanted to to coach from the jump. Um, 
my mom and dad had a volatile relationship. She threw him out of the house when I was six years old. I developed a speech impediment at, at that time. I had, uh, they took me to a speech path and they said that sometimes traumatic things like that will bring that on. And to this day, uh, there's, there's times where I'll just rock and roll, man. Nothing's not a problem. And then there's times where I sound like Mel Tillis. I, I, I just can't get anything out. And, uh, um, Man, my mother, uh, I didn't know this until later on. She went four years without buying herself a brand new pair of shoes, a brand new outfit, a brand new purse, a brand new anything, because I needed a baseball glove. I needed a pair of cleats. I needed uh, I needed football pads to play recreation football, you know, and, and – my dad, not, you know, not trying to beat a dead horse, but uh, I didn't know this either, but but he never paid any child support. And uh, and she made sure that I rubbed shoulders with quality, quality men. And uh, the coaches in my life uh, shaped and helped mold me and show me what men were supposed to act like, you know, um, but uh, lost my mother in 2018. She was 90 years old. She lived a great, great life. Uh, I just, I just miss talking to her every day because she was my best friend and uh, she was my biggest fan, just like almost everybody's mother was. But uh, most influential person in my life was my mother. Yeah, that is awesome. You know, and 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 you know, I can feel. Um, that that emotion you know and it's real you know and i mean i get chill bumps listening to you tell the story because you know you're really probably telling the story of a bunch of people you know like there's a bunch of people there's a bunch of you know those thoughts i have you know about my own self when you share that and i think what you were talking about before that is this activity is going to bring a group closer the closer you come, the more empathetic you're going to be. So if I'm a 26-year-old coach on your staff and you are riding my butt and I'm going home every day thinking, you know, that, man, I'm, this guy's all over me. This guy don't like me. This guy don't, you know. Eh. And then we do this activity and you throw your heart out there. I go home differently. You know, I don't go home with that same thought of, you know, like I go home with this thought that, you know, this dude's like in this for the right reason. This dude's driving me for me. This dude's driving me because, you know, he cares about me. You know, like I think it is an activity that can, you know, change relationships and can add value to anything that's going on in any line of work. And, you know, it's awesome. I appreciate I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate you being one of man, one of my favorite traits, I think, of people in general or you know there's two being authentic like being a real dude you know not 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 putting up some faults you know because man we all got issues we all got you know i mean we all got a heart we we, we can put up a front if we want to but i think some of the best leaders in this world are authentic and they are willing to be vulnerable you know what i'm saying like that's two traits that you possess that i will guarantee you and i don't know man i mean i i, I bet 
my explore on those two characteristics of yours help lead to being named, you know, the president of the Texas High School Coaches Association, you know, without sharing things, without having people that care about you and you care about them, you know, it just don't happen. I mean, they don't, they don't vote for you. They vote for somebody else, you know, like, you know, how, what's the old saying? They don't really care, you know, what you know until they know how much you care and the people in your life, a lot of them, I know, you know, know how much you care. All right. The fourth question that we ask, you know, and I know when you do this with your coaches, it takes two days. It's a, it's a two day activity because a, you got 18 coaches and B, my guess is the fourth question, you know, can get a little bit long. And I think you probably tell them as long or as short as you want to. But question number four in the roundtable unity sharing deal is tell us your life story. Sure. What's the power in that? The power in that, Coach, is as as a head coach, There, there's, there's two things. As a head coach or as the leader – and then as the a assistant coach or a part of the workforce, um, as the head head coach, you get to see what makes your guys tick. So invariably, coaches who are new to the staff, they feel like they need to impress us all about their accolades. And because that's just what guys do. Sure. Right. You know, we're, we're trying to, Trying to gain respect, and 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 that's okay. Um, but you're gonna have some some coaches uh, that are dealing with something that they have something's hurting them that they haven't dealt with, and if you've done a good job and made your made your circle a safe place. I've seen grown men just not be able to talk for five minutes because they're hurting so bad, um, and they've never told anybody because they don't talk to the wives about that. They don't. They, they sure don't talk to the buddies about that. Sure. You know, and and just uh, it's just cleansing. Um, it's cleansing for that person, and it's it's so powerful for the people listening because we know how hard that it is for men to open up and share their feelings. But our, our coach's office, our space is safe. And when you get transparent, when you get vulnerable with people, you are saying, I am at your mercy. And for someone to take that gift and not crush it and not, put it out there on social media, you know, not try to clown you about that, man. Just the respect is real. Uh, it, it, you know, cause all of us real recognizes real and we, we all crave that. Um, that part's powerful. And, and for me as the head coach, I get a good, base on 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 where each coach is you know if they're brand new or if they're not real self-confident they're firing out all their stats and all the facts about you know all, all that kind of stuff if they're comfortable where they are 
you know, they're, they're talking about their kids. They're talking about their family. They're talking about their, their job. Um, you, you know, so you just get to know your, your, your guys at, on a deeper level. The first year we did this, I had coached with a guy for nine years and I didn't know what the best team that he had ever played on. I didn't know the most in, I didn't know the most influential person. He's like, I didn't know a bunch of stuff that he told me, you know, and, and, uh, it, it was just huge, um, for our players, for our coaches. Think about this. You get the coaches meetings, the head coach gets up, goes over responsibilities, organization, uh, schedules, and then the coordinators get to talking offense, defense, special teams. And and so your assistant coaches are just sitting there taking all this knowledge, but they're not doing a lot of talking. They and and it's up to those leaders to make them feel valued. But a bunch of that early stuff is talking at them. It's yeah. trying to shove stuff in instead of bring stuff out. And and they are heard. They they feel valued. And and um, man, coach, it it is it is super powerful it helps me learn my staff better learn how just like with our players we got to know what each player's hot um button is how how to motivate them some of them you fuss at and they'll kill themselves to try to prove you're wrong some of them you fuss at and they just crawl up in the fetal you got to on the back you got to tell them how great of a job that they're doing and then they're going to work harder for you it's the same way with your coaches, man. Us as men, we're just overgrown kids. No and doubt. and it helps us as leaders to meet our staff right where they are and 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 say, so you do it every year, coach. So you've you've heard a guy's life story 10 or 12 years. Yep. And there's a couple things that stay that ain't saying, but man, life never sits still. Guardian caps are lightweight, one-size-fits-all football helmet covers for practice. They reduce 20 to 33% of the impact, depending on the speed and the location. Great for the repetitive, sub-concussive blows that add up throughout the week. Also great for body blows. Used by Clemson, Penn State, Washington, Oklahoma, 150 other colleges, and about 2,000 high schools across the country. Also protect that helmet. If your helmets are getting beat up at the end of the year, Guardian caps can help protect that helmet investment. You know, there's different things going on. He just took his oldest off to, to college, had to drop his most precious cargo off. And he's he may not be struggling with that, but it's made him feel some kind of way. And if he can talk about that, it's it's just cleansing. It's cleansing, you know. And and uh, so as a leader, it helps me meet our guys right where they are, be a better job. Uh, know how to motivate and lead lead them better, and as a as an assistant, your voice is heard, um, and you get to say whatever you want to say. Sure, I think it's absolutely awesome, you know. And as you were talking, you know what you know kept coming through my head was when you said, you know, as we share, we become more empathetic. So when some things that some of our coaches or kids or what have you may bother the heck out of us 
when we find out why a kid is a certain way, we are more empathetic. You know, like I had a kid that I took out to eat a couple years ago and he was just a kid that man was troubled. You know, we were, we, he was troubling us. I mean, people were, you know, people were avoiding him, you know, was, well, you know, when, when you set him down and you said, man, why do you act like you act, you know, and you, when you reached in and found out why, you know, this dude had been every man in his life from the time he was one had run off and left him. Every man that he ever got close to left and never came back, you know, like he didn't trust males period. So it didn't make a crap if you was his coach or not his coach. He didn't trust you if you were a male. Well, when you learn that it's life changing, you know, like no longer does the kid do something and you think, man, what a turd. Nah, that's not the thought. You know, the thought is, man, I got to keep trying. I got to keep, I got to be, I got to be the one to try to help, you know? And that's, I can see that even with our coaches, you know, the, the us being able to share with each other, because like you said, man, there are times when, you know, you're, you're together so much that when you get through the middle end of the season, man, it, it, little things can rub you wrong. And, but, you know, when you know that person, you know, and you have shared with that person, legitimately shared. Like I can see, I can see how the being more empathetic is gonna, you know, help tremendously. Okay, from that, you know, from the the tell us your life story. I think we go into affirmation time. Absolutely. Um, and that's where, you know, like you'll ask a coach to stand up, and then everybody in the room has to affirm him or give him an affirmative statement or something that they respect or like about him. Is that right? Absolutely. And, and the affirmation is the first time that you do not go first. Yes. You, you model what you want on those first four questions. And, but with the affirmation, you stand someone else up, up first and you have an affirmation sheet and you write down what these coaches say about them. And man, you want to talk about powerful. Think about this coach as men. Why can't we accept a compliment? I say, man, John, how much weight you lost, man. You look great. Yeah. But man, I, yep. I got to do this. I got to do what, you know what I'm saying? Yep, what, why? Why, why can't we just accept a compliment? And so for me, this is the most powerful thing for me. I, I, I think this is the best part of it. Like I said, old school. I don't think our coaches, John, thought one second about, man, I wonder if our kids are having fun. You think they ain't worried about us having fun? Sure. You know, just, just it, it was business. It was mission yep driven and i'll i'll fall into that 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 category i may get after them in in public but i'll pat them on the back when i'm walking out of the the office or they're at their desk i'll, I'll pat them on the back hey man you had a great day dude i went by your your uh offensive line drill stellar dude that was awesome but so 
I'm correcting in public, but I'm affirming in private. Sure. And so for me, the I get to affirm them. I get to fill their cup in front of everybody. And everybody gets to to do that for everybody. And, and man, you want to talk about powerful. And for me, um, one of my many faults is I overthink stuff. I yeah. worry about what people think. Sure. I, if I'm doing the right thing, uh, you know, I should. I think I was looking on social media today and they said, if you spend all your day worrying, you're not spending near as much time in prayer as you need to. So no doubt. I definitely need to pray up more, but um but to hear what those coaches say about um yep you know because as the boss the head coach and the quarterback gets way too much credit when the Amen. team wins and they get way too much blame when the team loses. Amen. And a quality head football coach like you are, you tell your your players every time we win it's because you guys played great. And every time we lose, it's because I didn't do a good job, no good enough of getting us better. But tell them, you'll never hear me criticize you in the paper, on the radio. You will get praise when we win, and I will take the blame when we lose. And that's just how that it is. Um, but it's amazing what those coaches will say to you and – as a leader, our cup gets drained, um, and we don't get deposited in much. Uh, and, man, when you stand up in front of your coach's staff and Phil Wickwar, who coached me yep. in college, tells, tells you to your face but tells me in private, John Perry saved my career. So I don't know why you went to – Nixon, but Phil Wickhor is as fine a man as there is on on this planet. And no for him to in front of your coaching staff, you saved my career, dude. That'll change your life, man. Sure, I, that'll 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 get your tail up in the morning early. Sure, you know. And uh, well, so, I tell you this: that dang Phil Wickhor is a special human. You know, he has this knack about him. You know, I can I can have something bad you know or negative going on in my life and walk into the school building and just for no reason other than just the good lord put it on his heart hey man i just want you to know i was praying for you today come on you're tough and i'm just like dude i mean it, it it makes my day it fills my cup all right let me ask you this and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do the affirmation part okay i'm gonna practice this i'm gonna affirm you man i absolutely love the authenticity, the heart, you being willing to share and be vulnerable, which I can barely pronounce that word, but, <laughs> and I absolutely love my morning text. I get a morning text every day from Coach Nelson, you know, and I don't know why you do that. I don't know how many people's in that group. I don't know, but this is what I think. Every single day I get that text. I'm like, man, my brother is thinking about me. Now, I don't know if you're thinking about me or not, but that's what I'm saying because, <laughs> man, it matters. Like, that is so, you know, you can say that's easy to do, but it's a lot easier not to do. 
You know, like you're the only person in my phone that sends me a text message every day, you know, and I got probably, I probably got a couple thousand names in my phone, right? I appreciate that. You know, those messages yesterday, this is, this is the power of influence. My daughter has opened up a small business in town and she's got these vendors that are in part of her place. And I said, you know what? I think you ought to do. She just, she just kind of took it over. I said, you ought, you ought to do like my friend um, Coach Nelson does. You ought to get your vendors that are in your shop and every single morning, put them in a text group and send them something positive. Just send them a little short picture, a little positive message for the day. I said, over time, you know, like that's going to be a big deal. When you need one of the vendors to go to bat for you or you need one of those vendors to show up and vote for you at the, you know, Texas Coaches Association, like, that's how that works, you know, like it's not, you know, so anyway, um, that's my affirmation. Did that, did I do that pretty good? You did it great, man. Can I, can I, uh, give uh, you an affirmation? Sure. Awesome. Uh, you know, coach, um, man, I'm, I, I am so thankful that I decided to have a growth mindset and ran into a guy like you who had a growth mindset a guy i grew up in pasadena texas i think you grew up in pearl mississippi yep and um and we just just the power of positivity uh you're the aura that you give coach your your positivity is something that an old crusty dude like me needs because if I don't watch out, I'm just correcting all the time mm-hmm. and I'm dwelling on the negative instead of being intentional on focusing on the positive and the things that I'm grateful for. And I learned that from you. I learned that from you and Randy Jackson and uh, just very, very thankful. And I, and I love this occupation and I love the great game of football because there's, uh just it intertwines us man man i tell you what i appreciate that that means a lot you know especially coming from you um i hope everybody that is listening i hope it has been as good for you as it is for me you know i think the unity sharing is awesome you know i think you know that's something that you know we could even implement into you know our family life you know being more intentional you know, with our kids and with our wives, spouses, you know, and I know how impactful that this is going to be for our teams. Let me end with a couple of questions. Okay. I know we got um, stuff to do and I appreciate you taking the time. Um, One question, you know, everybody wants to talk about how have kids changed? You've been coaching for, you know, 30 years. Um, I don't really want to talk about how kids change because I don't really think they've changed. How have you changed since the day you started coaching, you know, until today, how have you changed as a coach? Uh, how have I changed? That's a great question. Um, you know, when I first started coaching, it was all about the wins and the losses on the scoreboard. Uh, and still, I uh, they wouldn't build them big old jumbo trines sure. if winning <laughs> was important. But, uh, you know, at the stage that I'm I'm at now, I love pouring in. It's it's 
it's not that my focus sitting on kids, but my my focus is is on empowering those coaches mm. so that they can empower those kids. So the probably probably like like you, the thing that I miss the most about being a position coach is having a position room, having a group. And well, the coaches' offices are a group. That's that's our sure. position. And 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 so you you don't let the Best one, get away with stuff, and you don't not ever talk to the guy that feels like he's the least. And But if you want your team to be as good as it can be, if you want to have a great team culture, which drives belief, which gets results, you know, all the stuff that, that we've learned, is we've got to empower those coaches. We've got to give them tools on their tool belt to – be an extension of us and give them the courage and uh, the power to impact those kids. Cause just our, our, our job is so vast that, you know, um, we're going to touch them all, but you know, we're not going to get, get to them like those sure. position coaches are. And sure. so I spend a whole lot more time, on stuff like this um, than I do on X's and O's. Yep, understood. All right, next question. We know we talked about the growth mindset briefly, you know, and that's, you know, something that I love. And I, I love the fact that, you know, I have the opportunity every single day to get up and try to be better, you know, because, you know, I mean, there's days that that's hard, you know, and there's days that, you know, it's easier. What's a couple of things you do, you know, that, you do for the purpose of trying to help yourself be better, whether that be a better human, a better coach, a better leader. Um, well, I, I wake up every day and I call Dr. Gilbert success hotline on my way to work. Just the wealth of knowledge that that guy is, is astounding. You know, he makes complicated things very simple um, you know, I had given up just exactly like you. I woke up one day, November 29th, 2018, weighed 378 pounds and was extremely just unhappy with a, lots of stuff. And so I've made it, uh, I've, I've just made it a emphasis that I get up early. I come up here, I do a little light. 30 minute lift. And then I walk for 90 minutes and I ain't, I ain't setting the world on fire. I, ain't, uh, but it's just my time. There's time that I listen to a pod podcast. There's times that I listen to music. There's times I'll just listen to the birds chirp. Um, and it just gives me time to collect my thoughts and I don't know if it's sad, sad or not john but maybe just how that i'm wired if if i'm not intentional if i don't consciously think on hey these are the things you need to focus on these are the these are the things you need to be grateful for i'll i'll tend to sway over to the negative side no and, and just get into you know like a fireman just 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 trying to put out put out fires you know it's kind of you know it's kind of like an assistant principal's job man that 
that's a tough job because you're handling everybody's problem. You're having yep. the correct discipline of the kids. You're having to, you know, your, your teachers are upset, yada, yada, yada. And very rarely do you get to deal with the good, good stuff because you're always fixing problems yeah. and uh, has to happen. But for me, that hour and 45 minutes to two hours, uh, it just gets me focused. It, it, uh, yep. it, you know, it just focuses me up. Um, well, it's, it's life changing. You know, I had a guy, um, and I don't know why something I posted on Twitter, but he had, he inboxed me and he said, man, I just want you to know that your, 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 your positivity is contagious and it's all, you know, blah, 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 blah. well, and I said, man, I appreciate the compliment. And I do. Okay. I said, but I would argue the fact that without that hour or two in the morning time of reading, success hotline, walking, podcasting, like I have brainwashed myself to be more positive because, you know, that that's two hours a day of positivity because just like you, man, if I don't, if I take a break, if I, you know, like, man, negativity or Satan, as I call it, will come get us all, you know, like be, be idle, you know, like we, we saw what COVID did to people, right? Because they were idle. When you're idle, you know, Satan gets after it. And that's, you know, I think the stuff that we do, you know, helps us stay away from that, you know, because as you well know, adversity is coming to all of us. We're either going through it currently just coming out of it or it's fixing to come and how you handle that will 100% depend on what you have put into your system. You know, you put junk in, you ain't going to handle it very well. You put some good stuff in and you will somehow withstand the storm and come out better on the other side. All right. This is my last question. Coach Nelson, what makes John Snelson happy? Wow. Um, being around the water makes mm -hmm. me happy. <laughs> yep. Um, people smiling when I walk in a room. That's kind of my litmus test. If people don't smile when I'm walking in a room, it just, it's a huge head heads up you're being negative buddy you the look on your face everybody is thinking that it's fixing to just get hard around here and i know that we can't control what people think about us but i i i'm not one of those guys that can say i don't care what people think about me sure. i do i i want people to like me sure. i want people to think that i'm good at what i do um and when people's body language is, hey, Coach Nelson's here, that makes me happy. Yeah. When people's body language is, uh, <laughs> what's the old man going to fuss about today? I'm just like, man. Right. So, That's awesome. Well, my, kid, my kids also make me happy, Coach. My, my wife raised my kids well, and I – 
spanked them good when they needed it, and they turned out great. And man, my my children make 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 me happy, and I'm awful grateful that I got a great coach's wife too. So sure, that's awesome. You know that that I have often said this: a good football coach has a great coach's wife or he's not a great football coach because you can't do this job without one of those. You know, that's a fact. Well, Coach Nelson, man, it has been an honor. This is going to help a ton of folks. We're going to get a lot of folks unity sharing soon, and we're going to be closer, and we're going to be more empathetic for the hour that you spent with us today, man. So I'm super pumped to get this episode uh, on the airway because I know that it's going to help some folks, man. I'm very appreciative of you being with us today. Man, I appreciate you, Coach. I appreciate what you stand for. I appreciate your uh, your inner strength to put yourself out there like that too, brother. Much well, respect, man. I appreciate you, Coach Nelson, and everybody listening, man. I know you're going to listen to this one more than – more than once, because you're going to have to go back to the unity sharing part, man. Get the questions. I'll put them in the show notes at the end so you'll have them um, that you can use with your team, and your team will improve, man. Thank you, every, thank you um, all for being with us. Thank you for listening. Um, if there's anything that I can ever do to help you or to improve this for you, you know, reach out to me. Until next time, adios, amigos.